I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, my friend? You are listening to the Chillpreneur Podcast, the number one place for rule-breaking entrepreneurs to learn how to build a standout personal brand and a kick-ass business without having to hustle their life away. Get ready to be inspired, have a laugh, meet some extraordinary guests, and of course, Get your excitement high with some epic dancepreneur party vibes. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Chillpreneur Podcast. Okay, situation is I'm babysitting three dogs at the moment and so I'm going to try keep this introduction slash solo clip pretty short because otherwise you are going to hear a dog party going on in the background and by that I mean scratching at the door and crying and hailing and barking. So anyway, I sat down with one of my incredible students and clients from my Hype Crew Mastermind to record an episode all about spirituality. Now, I wanted to approach this episode with Kylie with almost the utmost of naivety. I myself have been someone who has just bounced in and out of the spiritual space. When I was younger, I was really quite interested in spirituality. I actually have had an interest in spirituality ever since I was really little, where one time my mom took me to some kind of fair and there was this Merlin the Wizard scroll producing machine that basically you put a dollar in and this machine tells you your future just by putting in your birth dates and even when I was that age it was just like ooh, so mystical and magical and I loved witches and movies about witches and fairies and had such a wild imagination when I was a child and my mom herself has always been quite spiritual as well so it definitely has been a part of my own journey however I've flicked in and out of it. You know, when you go through your teenage years and early 20s, like I just had no interest in it. I didn't think about it whatsoever. And then when I jumped back into the personal development space, probably in 2016, 2017, I fully immersed myself in spirituality. I loved learning about the law of attraction, learning about manifestation. You know, I did all the things. I bought the tarot cards, the crystals, had the readings, had the Reiki sessions, and I enjoyed it but then found myself really disassociating from the spiritual industry you know I myself felt like I didn't fit into the spiritual space the way that people were teaching spirituality and the the almost like prerequisites of what you had to do or who you had to be to be considered spiritual or to be that spiritual archetype made me feel like I didn't belong and so as I started embracing myself more as I started leaning into more of who I knew I was I found myself moving further and further away from the spiritual space and I really 
cherish the conversation that I've had here on the podcast with Kylie that you're just about to listen to because Kylie is one of those people. I'm really actually quite lucky that I've had quite a few clients and friends that have circled, circled into my sphere that have taught me that spirituality doesn't just have to have one look. You know, that thought in and of itself has been one of the things that has taught me that business or health or you know relationships or whatever doesn't just have to have one look as we've kind of conditioned it to be like that but spirituality was one of the tougher ones for me you know one of the places that I not was holding expectations on other people but were holding expectations on myself and Kylie really helped me to see that spirituality doesn't have to come in one particular package some people approach spirituality with a more pragmatic practical scientific mindset and some people go in the other direction and there's just so many layers between that and so I wanted to approach this conversation this is actually a follow-along from a conversation that we did have on Instagram we went live together and you know kind of I I did talk about this story with her about you know not feeling like I fit in into the spiritual space and not really understanding a lot of the concepts and everything Um, And being a little bit angry at the spiritual space as well. I'm not going to lie. Like I felt a little bit like so many of the teachers out there make you feel as though that if you aren't intentionally manifesting and journaling and, you know, working on all of these deep money mindset things and paying tens of thousands of dollars to work with money mindset coaches, then you're not going to succeed. And I I myself have used spirituality more as a, a way to feel creative or connected or get back on track with my health it it, honestly I will say it hasn't been necessarily like the thing that has made me get to where I am today with my business I mean there's just a, a huge combination of things so sometimes it's helped sometimes it actually hasn't sometimes it's made me feel worse um not to say by any means that I don't believe in it I definitely have this inner yearning and inner calling sometimes to get back to spirituality Anyway, you know, I said I was going to try to keep this short, but here's me just rambling along. Um, But yeah, I wanted to approach a conversation. You know, there's so many podcasts out there that I feel are really next level or, you know, they may just uh, sort of cover some of the same things over and over and over again when it comes to manifestation space, but leave so many gaps out. And that for me, it was another reason. Like, I also felt confused with spirituality. So I wanted to have a really honest conversation. I almost wanted to come into this conversation with someone who has embraced spirituality and built a very successful business with spirituality, uh, built an actual spiritual business. And I wanted to almost ask like what I consider to be like the dumb questions. And I know there's no dumb questions, but to ask all the questions that I feel like I've always wanted to ask or all the gaps that I feel like I see in the space and just have someone kind of flow from their intuition and, and teach on that spiritual stuff that maybe I feel like sometimes you just don't always see so anyway that's what this conversation was about it's it's me asking dumb questions to a badass spiritual teacher that's what we're going to call it i'm not going to call it in the actual title but that's what the episode is going to be called so i hope you enjoy it now if you do have any questions or insights or anything does come up for you throughout this episode then please do reach out to myself or to kylie we would love to continue this conversation um but yeah i would love for you to just maybe send me a message on instagram and like let me know your relationship with spirituality because it's something that i definitely don't consider myself to be an expert in but i have interest like i have definitely have interest in this space i just i guess i haven't found my flow with spirituality yet so uh a call out that i would love to have conversations about this but also if there are any are if there are any more like badass spiritual teachers out there then definitely do send them that through you need to go check out kylie she's amazing i love the way that she teaches on her spiritual crystal page which i will leave linked below so without further ado let's do a little spiritual dance party maybe some non-linear movement get that body working 
and then let's jump into my chat with Kylie. to the Chillpreneur podcast. This is like the most <laughs> awkward starting thing. Kylie was literally just like about to dive in and tell me this whole story. I was like, wait, 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 wait. We need to record this. This is going to be epic, but welcome officially, lovely. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And it's so hard to not really just dive in and talk with you because I feel like it just flows so easily. So I'm excited to talk about it on the podcast and to get it out for people who may need to hear it too. Yeah. Okay. So how we kind of started our conversation today was I was explaining to Kylie, we've actually had to postpone this a couple of times. Um, The recording of this session, just, you know, a bunch of stuff happened. Kylie was sick. Then I was sick. Like I'm sure everyone's had their had their week um and then there was just a couple of other things that did come up but I was just saying how divine timing is because we're going to talk about spirituality today we actually did a live on Instagram recently where we tucked into maybe some of the smoke and mirrors of the spiritual industry and some of the misconceptions and I definitely want to talk about that a little bit more here but it's a really interesting time for us to have this conversation for both of us because I had said to you that for such a long time, I'd been disconnected from my own spiritual practice. You know, I've definitely dipped in and out of it over the years. And it just has been recently that I've had this yearning for something else, just something else to connect to, something else to, to put a bit of um, of a relationship onto. You know, it's, it's really hard for me to kind of articulate the way that I feel, but in the most simplest terms, it's just like that yearning for spirituality in, in my own way. And I went away this weekend and just had some really profound insights. But then you started talking about as well, how this conversation is something that you feel like is really beautiful timing as well. And the thing that you said that made me be triggered to be like, oh my gosh, I want to record this was that you were experiencing burnout due to a lack of purpose. So if it's okay, can you talk about that a little bit more? Because that's definitely something I've experienced many times myself as well. Yeah, of course. When I first started posting on social media, it came so easy for me. It was very flowy because I came from a place of fun and a place of what I did in my own practice. But then as I kept going, I felt almost pressured to keep showing up. And then I started showing up less. And I realized it's because I actually need to go back to my own practices Mm -hmm. because that's what helps me show up. When I'm living in my authentic practice, when I'm actually doing the work I'm telling people, that's when I actually have motivation to show up and tell people because when you're doing it in your own life, you can't help but share it and want to share that information with others. And when you're getting the benefit from it as well. And that's even like been like just even the way that you're describing that as well is so powerful. And I know so many people struggle with this. Like I don't have the energy. I want to talk about energy as well, because that's something that you obviously have a lot of experience in, but We all know that energy is such a big part of the way that you show up on social media. You can have two identical people posting very similar content, have a very similar aesthetic or look to them. So there's no kind of, uh, you know, internal biases or anything that's separating them. Like if you literally put two people side by side, they could have very different results on social media. And the only thing that we can attribute it to necessarily is their energy and the way that they are showing up. And I think that so many people are looking for a strategy 
for that, first of all, most people gear towards like that. I need better hashtags. I need better content. I need better lighting. I need a better camera. I need to do all the upgrades. And then maybe they start to think, oh, well, no, I need to upgrade my mindset. And, and that's definitely going more so in the right direction. But I love that you mentioned that when you are just living your life and you're using those practices that feel good for you, then creating from that space is so much easier. And I guarantee you that over time, I don't know, it'd be interesting to hear your experience because I know that you've been posting lots on your crystal page, but the reception is so much better as well. Like when you're vibing with life, like the reception is so much better. But how does someone maybe start with that? Like, can we talk into that a little bit more, especially from the spiritual practices? I know everyone's journey is going to be different, but maybe you could talk to us a little bit about what that kind of transition back into your own practice looked like. And what are some of the things that you do or that people should look out for? It kind of comes back to what do you like doing? What do you feel is your purpose? And this is a question that people get so hung up on. I remember going years and I mean, literally years saying, what is my purpose? What am I purpose? That question alone can be intimidating, Huge right? Intimidating. And it's so hard when you're growing up in a society where you're kind of given what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to go to school, get a nine to five, work hard, go to, go, to, go to work every day, right? And then you kind of step back and you're like, is this what I actually want to do, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of where you need to start. What do you like doing every day? For me, I get up. I go to the gym, I get those body move, my body moving. I love that energy. And then it's funny because when I'm working out, that's when my greatest ideas come to me. Mm-hmm. I'm lifting weights and it's like, oh my God, here is something that, that I can post about. And it's like, I live that life of content creation at this moment because it's like everything I look at, everything I think about, it's, it's my life already. So I go onto social media and I'm coming out with that energy and it's people can feel that energy because it's authentic to me. Yeah, yeah. And then more so on the spiritual practice side of things. So like waking up, working out, connecting inwards, like I, I, I'm really digging into this because, and this is why I love talking to you. You know, when you hear so many people talking about spiritual practices, they just reel off the, the rhetoric. You know what I mean? Most people will go, well, you need to meditate. You need to journal. You need to like whatever, have your crystals or anything. And I know you love crystals, but like, I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Like if you were, well, if the audience was someone like me who maybe was interested in spirituality, but dipped in and out of it and wanted to invite more spirituality into their life without it being too intimidating, without it being too much of a chore, like, is it just a matter of following the things that feel good? Is that like, what's the intention behind a spiritual practice, if you will? So the way I see spirituality, I see it in a very practical sense that I think spirituality is a, is it has a lot of big of a basis on science, but then also a belief on there's more out there that we don't understand yet. And I've said this to so many people that science improves every single year, right? More things come out that we didn't even know existed. So how do we know, or how do we not know that there's more out there that we don't know yet? It's just a matter of harnessing in the feelings of what does it feel good right now? What can I harness in right now? What steps can I take right now? Yeah. And then having that belief, that strong belief in yourself and in the possibilities. And that's kind of what I see spirituality as, is that you have to have that strong belief in yourself, but also a belief in where you're going. Yeah. What would you say is like the purpose of spirituality? You know what I mean? Like what's the, what's the reason for someone? I mean, two-part question. Do you think everybody should be focusing on spirituality 
And if so, what's, what is the purpose? Not purpose, like we were speaking about before in terms of our life calling, but what is the reason for us to have a spiritual practice or to invite more spirituality into our life? What, what are the biggest benefits we, we would get out of that? Okay, I would never ever say that you should be into spirituality, but there are different benefits if you want to see it from a practical side versus a very spiritual side. And I'll give both of those in a second. I think when it comes to spirituality, when people jump into spirituality at first, it's more so because of hope. Yeah. People in this world want hope, especially right now with everything going on in the world. You want hope that there is more out there and that there can be good in the world when you see so much bad. That's what spirituality is, that there's hope and that there's guidance and we, we're never alone. Yeah. And that's kind of where that comes in. And like when I'm practicing my stuff, I like to think that I'm guided. I'm, I'm, there's more connection out there. There's, I can reach so many other people and help them in ways that I didn't know was possible. I just have to figure it out. Right. And that's where spirituality comes and you have to connect to yourself too. And that's where that spirituality comes. It's connection to self and knowing that you can connect with others in a way that doesn't seem possible. Cause we get so confined to possibilities and what we deem as possible there's but, so infinite possibilities out there yeah so we're as uh, like what i'm understanding is like we have a limited perspective of possibility at this current point in our life and that is i guess what keeps so many people stuck you know from a real practical perspective as we were speaking about social media they think oh i've just part started posting my account's only got 300 followers like this is it like i can't grow from here but there's infinite amount of possibilities of what could happen from any singular point in time, right? Whether it be you grow slowly over 10 years and you get to where you want to go eventually, or you have a viral reel and you grow quickly, like any and anywhere in between, in between that. But a bigger thing for me is like, what does it feel like? And I know, I know this is a really probably quite difficult question to answer, but you mentioned there's two parts to this, right? There's feeling connected to something outside yourself. And then there's feeling connected to your inner being. Mm -hmm. Starting with the feeling connected to something outside of yourself. Like my mind goes to like, should I be having people show up in my dreams? Should it come through my journaling? Like, how does it feel? And again, I know it may be different for everyone, but maybe you can talk about your experience a little bit because sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Like sometimes I feel really connected to like understanding that there's an, an, another force out there that is having an influence on my life based on my thoughts and the decisions that I'm making and my energy, really. You know, I just say like, to me, it feels like it's more about like, I'm radiating positivity, I'm feeling good, I'm vibing with life. And then, you know, that's magnetized towards me. And when I'm not feeling so good, it's almost like a perpetuated self-fulfilling cycle, right? But the practical side of me just wants to go to, well, that's just a reflection of your mood. When you're in a good mood, people are naturally more attracted to that when you're in a bad mood. So then how does that other entity come into play with it? Or what should it feel like when we feel connected? Okay, I'm going to go from my perspective. And growing up, I was, I want to say a little bit more negative than I should have been. I had a great life. Like my parents were great, but my mindset, I don't know what happened along the way that I just was always looking for the next shoe to drop. And I was like, I can't believe I'm so unlucky. I can't believe this happened. I can't believe this happened. And that's kind of where the connection to self comes into play, right? From a pr practical perspective, we are allowed and we can absolutely change our mindsets. Neurons fire. And when we change a behavior, they'll fire a different way. And we can see positive things happen in our life. It's a chain of events. So 
that's where I worked on it. I took a step back. I connected with nature. Nature is the first step to connecting with everything else in the world because mm -hmm. it's harder to connect with, I think, other humans on a base-to-base -base thing. But if you're sitting in the park saying, looking at the trees, looking at how green everything is, look at the birds fly, look at your connection. You are like a species on this planet other than like the birds and the animals. I think that's a great thing to observe and to just kind of see what is around us because we go day to day worrying about what is our next project? How are we gonna get the next paycheck? What are we gonna do today? What responsibilities do I need to check off? It's overwhelming, it's scary. It's when we're in that state of worrying about everything else, we can't really think with clarity of what can actually get us there. We're just worrying about the end result and we can't think of the little steps that need to be done to be getting there. And it's, that's where we people talk about the power of now, if you read that book, it's a very complex book, but I think the idea of it is very important. It's harnessing in the presence. What can I do now? Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to go into this because I was watching a YouTube video. Her name is Mel Robbins. She's a personal development person. I don't know if you've heard of her. Yeah, the five second she, rule. The five second rule. That completely changed my mindset and my life because, I mean, we can always Google everything we need to be done. I used to go to sleep listening to YouTube videos, thinking it would get into my subconscious and that I'd be waking up and I'd be a whole new person, the whole quantum leap thing, right? Mm -hmm. I was thinking if I just have a podcast in my ear or a YouTube video in my ear 24 seven, it's got to stick, mm -hmm. right? So it did. I knew exactly what I needed to do. I knew all the lists I had to do to do lists, but I was never taking action. And it really just comes back to being present in the now, what can I do right now? Not what do I need to accomplish in the future? What steps do we need to take right now to get to the future? That connects you to self. It connects you to your vision. It connects you to the overall picture, I think, in my opinion. And then how clear do we need to be on our vision then? Because that's something that I think a lot of people sway back and forth with when they talk about, you know, goal setting and achievement. And then the spirituality conversation comes into that specifically from a more practical manifestation perspective, like manifestation has obviously become a hugely hot topic. I, unfortunately, and I don't know if you would agree with me, I think that it's an incredibly complex topic and that there are a lot of people who have tidbits of information, piecing them together and aren't telling the story in its entirety. And it gives a lot of false representations of what manifestation actually is you know when I first started learning about it it was literally as simple as like write in a journal visualize and like it's just gonna happen you know what I mean it's just gonna it's just gonna happen it's gonna pop into your life but it's so much more complex to that but like in this conversation about feeling connected to something bigger than yourself and connecting with yourself to get to where you want to go. Like that seems like one of the purposes that when we were talking about before, what's the purpose of all of this? Like the purpose is obviously to be able to have a, not a, I don't want to say an effortless ride towards, towards where you want to go. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of healing and everything involved, but just a more cl certain, clear, hopeful, in flow, like when you're in the now and you're, you're listening to the like, right, I should do that post or I should follow that project or I should do this thing or I should do that thing. But then what's guiding that? Like, is that our vision or is that uh, fate? Like, is, is, is it already mapped out for us or are we creating it with what we desire for our lives based on what we've, we've been introduced to over the course of our life? 
Okay, so from a spiritual perspective, it says that our souls like to choose. We have a contract with our bodies, right? I don't know if you've heard that, but I'm sure many people out there in the spiritual community have heard that. Our souls have like a contract with our body, but then again, it will never override free will. If you come here and you're like, I want to get up, uh, but I, I think I'm too tired to get up. You won't get up, even though your body's like, you should get up. You should yeah. get up. You need to do these things, right? So practical manifestation is my favorite topic to, topic to talk about mm -hmm. because I do hear people, especially I'm in my crystal page, they talk to me and they're like, I've tried this and it's not happening, or I've tried this and it hasn't come into fruition. I've tried this, but I don't see it. And it's very discouraging. And I can get that when you're trying to manifest something from a place of like, I need this, you're going to feel really bad when it doesn't come into your life. So the thing about journaling and about meditating, it's not going to work unless you have in, like intention behind it. And I say that everything is a feeling. So if you are writing down, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant. But while you're writing that down, you're worrying about how am I going to make rent? that those words are not going to mean anything to you. Your body is not going to process it and your body is not going to act on those words. Same thing for visualization. If you're just sitting in silence, but you're thinking of everything you need to do instead of what you want to focus on, if there's no intention behind it, it's not going to work. Intention is the word here. It is the most important and it needs to be done in everything that you desire to do. If you do it with intention, your body will feel that. Your soul will feel that and you will walk again with the intention that you're setting. Yeah, yeah. And then- how big does that intention need to be then? You know what I mean? Like, should it, okay. So just talking about it really, really practically, if I was like, okay, I want to have, I want to have a farm. I want to have a bunch of farm animals, blah, 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 all these things in order to do that. I need to make a million dollars in my business, blah, 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 whatever. This is a like totally non-relative example, but just saying that like, does it need to be as specific as everybody makes it out to be? Should I be like the farmhouse has pink wall? Like, is that specificity? What is guiding these intuitive nudges today? Or is it just, I want to feel happy and free and adventurous. Like to what side of the spectrum does our vision need to be specific in order to, for those in the now guidance or intuition nudges be actually pointing us in that direction? I think this comes back to the self, right? So what do we work towards in our life? It's really just to feel content, to feel happy, because otherwise we're always working towards the next goal. It's learning how to be happy in the now. So what is making me happy? How do I enjoy things? And if it is making money, then that's fine. That's There's nothing wrong with that, but it has you have to be honest with yourself. Is Does that really make me happy? Or am I working towards that because society is saying, I need to have this much? Because as soon as you reach that specific goal, your mind is going to create a new goal. Mm -hmm. That's what we are as humans. It's always trying to evolve. We're always trying to evolve. Once we hit one thing, how can we improve? How can we set another goal? It's really kind of learning how can I find happiness in the mundanity of life? Yeah. Other than that, when it comes to setting goals or setting intentions, I think it works differently for everybody. Mm -hmm. So I like to study human design on my like free time. And I've learned that a lot of people whether you believe in human design or not, each person is different, yeah. right? So some people actually thrive in having very, very specific goals. It's what motivates them forward. But also for some people, if it's too specific, it doesn't encourage them and actually discourages them because they think it's impossible. So you need to focus even less on, on the little things and more on the big picture that, you're, that drives you forward. I love that so much. I actually had a human design recently and it was so helpful. And specifically one of the things that came out of that was that exactly like, you know, 
me and I've been talking a lot more lately about embracing people's uniqueness, specifically when it comes to business and content creation and all those, I guess, more practical things. But I love that there is this perspective out there, human design, that talks about, yes, people are different. You know, some people need structured routines. Some people need a clear cut specific vision. Some people need you know, just to follow one word, adventure, and wherever that takes them, you know, whatever, some people need to just change things up every single day. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I felt so confused about for a long time, specifically with spirituality, because it's not a subject of which I've mastered, you know, I'm able to kind of cut through the crap when it comes to business, because I've been studying it for such a long time. And when I hear someone say something that doesn't, doesn't make sense, it doesn't make any sense, I'm able to then just, you know, trash that. But with spirituality, because it's not something that I know a whole lot about, you know, when people are saying like, like I said before, it was like, when I started learning about manifestation, it was like, have this really specific vision. You need to be able to smell your vision. Like, I'm not even joking. I've had people say like, you need to go into that visualization. You need to be able to see, touch, hear, smell the exact way that it's going to happen. And like, I've quote unquote manifested a lot of the things that I would have visualized back in the day none of it looks like the way that I thought it was going to look or came in the way that I thought it was going to come or feels even necessarily the way I thought it was going to feel. Um, But I think that was the biggest confusing thing for me for so long was that it just, I don't know, is it just easier for people to teach it that way? Or why are so many people, I guess, teaching manifestation in a way that's so unapplicable to so many people? I think that there's no one way when it comes to manifestation, but I will say is that one thing that is taught that I actually believe in is to never get stuck on the how. Always have that bigger vision, but when it comes to the how, you have to be open. Otherwise, you're thinking of one single path and all the other things that are coming in, your mind is already saying no. Your mind is saying, no, don't come to me that way because I already have an idea of how I want it to come to me. Mm -hmm. And you're not even opening up your mind or your perspective to that possibility. Yeah. Right. So say someone asked you to go um, to talk to them at a conference or something like that. And you're like, no, I can't make it because I have to do this. But but in reality, you don't know that there's other endless possibilities that could happen there. You know what I mean? You're not open to it. You're just like, no, I can't because I have to do this in my business that could possibly wait. You know what I mean? But you're afraid or you don't think that it'll help you or you don't you're just not open. And so you can have this bigger vision. But you have to be open to how they're going to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. Open to the endless possibilities. And I guess that like from understanding a little bit more then that's connecting back to the two things that you had mentioned before that a, there is something bigger out there that is kind of, I don't know, formulating all of these, these paths and possibilities. This sounds like a really weird question, but from your perspective, and again, I know I have my learnings and my understandings of this, but what is that? Like, what is it? People call it the universe or, or whatever source energy or something like that. Like, I know you're really practical in your approach to spirituality. Like from your understanding, and this might be a difficult question to answer because it's probably one of those things that people just understand. Like, you know, people talk about the law of gravity. We don't really know how it works, but we just trust that it works. And I'm sure that it's like the same thing, but like, if you were able to describe how the universe works or how it has our back or how it is creating and molding and formulating our life based on our energy. Like, how would you describe that process working? Okay. I love this question. I'm going to try and explain it to the best of my ability. Every time 
that I make a decision, I imagine like a billion different paths lighting up in front of me. I take one step and my footprint will light up into the direction that I'm going. Every thought, every feeling, every decision will put me on a different path. So you're going to turn left. You're going to turn right. You're going to say yes. You're going to turn left again. You're going to say no. You're going to turn right. Every decision, thought, or feeling is going to bring you to a different direction in the universe, the multiverse, whichever, right? Because everything is vibrating on a certain level. So say, you know how you say certain people flock within each other or bird of a feather flock together? together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So every decision you make will kind of vibrate you on a certain level. And once you reach a certain level, you'll kind of want to interact with people on that same level, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how that works. Every decision you make will bring you to a different level. Yeah. And everything is energy. So that's how I see it in the scope of things is that I think that everything is connected and you will become or you will end up where you are meant to be based on how you are reacting in your life, what decisions you are making in your life. Mm-hmm. It'll be magnetized to you based on energy. You and will then need how- to be at that level. And how is the universe like what's the universe's like role in that? Is that are they illuminating the paths? Are they giving you the thoughts, like the inspiration? Like, like, do you know what I mean? I know this almost seems like a ridiculous question to ask, but these are some of the things that I'm, I'm so like, but how kind of person? And I know we don't fully need to understand it, but in terms of like understanding, like my role is obviously to follow those intuitive nudges and to make those decisions and to be brave and to step outside my comfort zone and to walk forward, essentially, just like you said. But then it's like, wouldn't I be doing that anyway? Like what's the universe's part in all of this? So that's where the kind of the belief comes in because some people call it source, energy, universe, or God. God is one of the most spiritual or um, thing that we can hear right now because that's what people are most connected to, right? I, I go by universe and God, but depending on what you believe in, it's all about belief. You're not gonna see God. You're not going to see universe. It's just kind of, you're not going to see angels. It's just your trust that there's ultimate guidance out there and that you are being pulled to where you're meant to be, but you have to take the action. Yeah. Right. So your question is, how do you know that it's out there? You don't, yeah. you don't know. But for me, I feel like I have a sense of pull within me saying that, okay, everything is going to be okay. I'm guided, but I have to do my part. Yeah. I don't always know what- have to do your part. I don't know what came into my mind then was literally like a tether between like you and like the universe, like say if the tether was like attached to your heart and when, because when you were saying pulling, it's like they may be, they, I say they to represent all of those entities of which you just described, but they may be pulling you in a certain direction, giving you that feeling of like, this is the right way to go like there's a magnet almost. And when you follow that, obviously that's when it feels more flowy because there's not as much resistance or not as much pain going in the other direction. I don't know if that sounds. No, that's exactly, that's perfect. And the thing is, is that when I say you also have to take the action is that it will never overcome your free will. So you have the option to go in towards that direction that is calling you, that you want to go your ultimate desires. But if you don't, really take the actions to do so no matter how much you feel you want to you're not going to go in, in anywhere right in any direction you'll be stuck where you are unless you take the, st- the actual steps one yeah. foot after the other do you have any like daily practices or rituals to I guess connect deeper 
like like tools that you use to connect to that feeling of being pulled or those thoughts of which direction to go in like again being really practical I know you mentioned getting into your body about uh from working out obviously gives you ideas for content creation you know what I mean I think I think getting into your body is one of the best practices whether it be through dance whether it be through working out it could be yoga it could be even meditation grounding sex like there's so many different things that will drop us out of our head and into our body and I think when we've got that space that's when so much creativity and um, inspiration can come through, but to feel that pull, like to feel that directive pull that is happening from the universe saying, come in this direction. And when we say come in this direction, is that like a, you should start a business, you should sell this product. Like, is it, is it literally like projects and ideas and things like actions to take? Um, but what is it like, what are your daily practices to like, listen to that or to connect with that? Because I don't know if I am right in saying this, but it's an assumption of mine that I feel like as a society, we are quite numb to ourselves. Like we do live so much of our life from the neck up because we're so heavily influenced and, you know, there's an overabundance of stimuli happening to our eyes, to our ears, to our nose and to our brains, right? And it's so hard to connect back into feelings and emotions and things like that until they get really bad for a lot of us, you know, and then they rage up. But I think like, yeah. So what are some of the practices that you have to like listen to that pull or feel that pull and to be clear that it's the right direction as well? The hardest thing for me that I have had to learn, and it's literally learning to, because you said of all the stimuli outside of ourselves is learning to be okay with silence. And I know it sounds simple, but how often do we really sit in silence when I'm driving I have the music up when I'm doing laundry I have a podcast on when I'm doing the dishes I'll have YouTube I always have some form of noise to listen to because at first I was uncomfortable with silence I needed something because that's what we grow up in. we grow up in a place where there's always something going on mm-hmm. and it's uncomfortable but when you sit with that discomfort you will see that a lot more of your own thoughts will come up because you can't have your own thoughts when you have someone else in your ear And I think that that's the most important thing. And it is difficult. I will say that it's difficult to sit in silence when you first start because it's not normal, Yeah, but it helps. And then would be sitting in that silence be, I guess, a way to access some of the maybe blocks as well? Because I know for sure one thing that I've learned about manifestation that makes sense to me is we may have a vision of what we want to create in our lives And obviously getting our emotions and our energy and our thoughts on board with that is the work. But what stands in the way of that work for so many of us is a lack of hope, a lack of self-belief or, you know, a contradicting belief about ourselves or what's possible. You know, if you say, I want to be a content creator, I want to be a performer, I want to start showing up more regularly online, but then you're like, everybody hates me or, you know, I, uh, I don't have the time, whatever it may be, you know what I mean? Like, is that silence a way to kind of connect with your excuses or your limiting beliefs and stuff? And then when that stuff does come start to come up, like how do we actually work through that? Because I think we spoke about this on the live, but one thing I hear a lot of people talking about again, but not explaining very well is like the process of shadow work and how that has a lot to do with our manifestation and spiritual journey. But then it's like, I think a lot of people tell you to do spiritual shadow work, but then a lot of people tell you, how to do it or what the kind of like simplified process of it is. 
it comes back to confidence and worthiness. And a lot of us live with a worthiness wound that we don't want to admit or not even are aware of. And we talked about shadow work as in a looking in your mirror and really looking at yourself because mm-hmm. I hated looking in the mirror and I hated looking at those little things about myself. I would pick myself apart, whether it be physically or whether it be potentially, like I don't have the potential to do that. There's no way I can accomplish this. Sitting with yourself will bring up those thoughts and it's about accepting that those aren't true, but mm. you have to learn how to say no to that voice, mm. right? And I think we've talked about this on the live as well. It's kind of becoming the parent to your inner child because growing up, there's a lot of things in society that'll be like, no, you can't do this. Be a little bit more practical. That's not how you're going to be able to earn enough money to live a life that you desire, or it's not going to help you like do anything, right? So it's kind of being like, look at where you are right now. You're safe. You're okay. Those thoughts that are coming up are just fear. Mm-hmm. It's just fear. And unless you do it, you will not know the outcome. And sitting with silence is going to bring up a lot of that doubt, which is why it's not hard because you'll have the thoughts of, I want to do this. Oh no, I can't do that. Or this is such a great idea, but there's no way anyone would like that coming from me or would want to watch me or would think that I'm credible or things like that. And it's very hard, but that's where the shadow work comes in. And that's where kind of the sitting in silence can be so profound. What would you say if like that thought was ultra reoccurring? You know what I mean? Because I I get what you're saying. I love the concept of, and I think this is, I I don't necessarily meditate, but one thing that I do hear a lot of people talking about is becoming the observer. And I think that's obviously a big part of what a meditation practice is for is to be able to distinguish your thoughts from yourself and the taking on the role of the observer to observe the thoughts rather than to be the thoughts, you know, to, to, to believe the thoughts, I think is a truly powerful practice, but then, you know, okay. So I'm speaking really personally here. Like I have one limiting belief and I think this is a really common success limiting belief but I have one of these limiting beliefs and I love what you just said. And I'll tell you how profound it was, but it still continues to come up. Like I have this one limiting belief that it's all going to go away. You know what I mean? That just like one day people are just going to stop watching. They're just going to get bored of me. I'm just not going to be able to sell any more products. And it's just like all going to disappear. What you said is that like, there's infinite possibilities of what could happen. You know, I could come up with like a multi-billion dollar, like anything could happen. You know what I mean? Or I could, I don't know, make a money, bunch of money in crypto and then like start up, like so many different things could happen from here, but it's just a reoccurring thought that comes up so regularly. I've trained myself enough to take action beyond my limiting belief. So it doesn't really stop me necessarily, but like, what does the work, is there work that can be done to kind of like stop a limiting belief coming up at all? Okay. I'm going to again, talk from my experience. There may be other reasons out there, other explanations. Before I'm coming from, I also have a lot of limiting beliefs that come up repeatedly. It's about working through it and then how fast you work through it changes over time. So Mm -hmm. say it'll come up and it takes you months to work through it. You Mm -hmm. work through it again, it'll take you weeks. You work through it again, take you days, hours, minutes, but it's really coming back to, is this true? No. Okay. We can move on. We can go on with going past these limiting beliefs. It really just takes time and the amount of time you work through it, the less time it will kind of overcome your thought process. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where journaling can be helpful. It again, all has to come from intention, but if you're working through something like it's all going to go away, you can go like 
well, how did I make it before? There's limitless abilities or limitless possibilities to make abundance. There's literally millionaires, billionaires out there. They have money. We're constantly creating money. There's money being printed every day. It is infinite, right? So it's not that it's running out. It's just our thoughts thinking that it's going to run out. And I've experienced that as well. Like it's a very scary thought, but the more we work through it, we can go back to, is this possible? Is this real? Can we overcome this? We can overcome this. Yes. Okay. It's going to keep coming up. But the amount of time it takes to get through it will decrease. Will decrease over time. I love that. So you built a very successful crystal page and a crystal business. I just want to kind of like change gears for a second in terms of like spirituality and business and like what people, I guess, can do from a really practical perspective to like, would you say in your opinion that your manifestation practice and your spiritual practice had something to do with your success in your crystal business? Like, were there particular things that you were doing that obviously you showed up, you took the action and things like that, but like, was there visualization? Were you journaling? Like any of these things, like, is there, how did you build out this vision from a kind of manifestation spiritual perspective? Absolutely. And I, I used journaling to kind of work through my limiting beliefs because especially when I started, I really did not think that I was good enough. And there were times where I would cry after each sale thinking that I wasn't good enough, but I kept pushing through. I'd have trolls on my lives. That happens on Instagrams when, you know, when trolls come on and they're just kind of being mean or saying things that are not necessary. And you're just like, okay, how do I push past that and come back on? And I had to walk myself through that because this is the first time I've done that. Anything in my family has done that. None of my friends have done that. It's something I had to learn along the way. And it is difficult, but it really has to do with mindset work and mindset work and spirituality, I believe go hand in hand. And without both practices to keep me grounded while I was going through mindset work, I don't know if I would have gotten as far as I have so far. Mm. And I think that like, I am very thankful for the practices that I have that have kept me grounded in this process. Was it what you thought it would look like when you first started out? Like, is it, does it match the vision that you had? It's kind of funny because I didn't really have this bigger vision. I had a pull to just start. Mm -hmm. I knew that this is what I brought, what brought me joy. And honestly, when I started, the only thing I thought about was I'm, the world is shit right now. And this is what brings me happiness. If I can bring that to one person in this time, oh my God, I'm tearing up. But if I can bring this to one person in this time, then it would be worth it. And that's what I started with. I didn't think it was going to go full time. I started when I had a nine to five mm. and I did this after work. Yeah. So it's nothing that I could have ever imagined. And I'm super grateful. It's honestly so beautiful to hear you saying that because I just am so inspired by people who have that. And it, you're right. Like it is just a pull. Like I, I can, and sometimes you can't even explain it really. Like, I know that I have this pull towards like bringing people together events. Like I can see it, I can feel it. I can't explain it, but I know it's there. And just following this like pull to do something to impact other people. And like, it really deeply saddens me. And this is why I think that I've been maybe not aggressive, but showing up so much about and calling some things out that I have been seeing because I think that so much of our online space is centered around making money and leaving your job and living a certain lifestyle rather than what the intention for so many businesses are 
in the beginning and that's to, to help people. Right. But from a spiritual perspective, like, I don't know, there's so much emotion that just came up from, from you then. And, you know, some of the conversations that we had in hype crew about purpose and, 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 and showing up in community and adding value and all these things, like we could feel like tears were flowing, like conversation was happening and we could just feel the energy behind that. And I think that, I don't know, don't get me wrong, but like what I'm really getting out of this conversation today is like your energy, your vibe, your pull, your, your emotions are like the most potent thing. And yet so many people of us are like putting pictures on a vision board of like a hut in the Maldives or something like that. And it's like, you conceptually, that'd be so cool, but it's like, it's a momentary gratification and like, we know that that doesn't last, but something that's so much bigger than, than just what like money will give or the way that money will feel, you know, I, I don't know, again, I th- I'm probably not making sense, but like something that I see so many people trying to manifest is like certain income months. Like I want to make 10 K months. I want to make a hundred K months there when you get to that point, And I'm only speaking from my own personal experience, but for the most part, when you get to that point, it's like the most neutral feeling you've ever felt. Like it's literally, it doesn't feel like anything. You know what I mean? Seeing someone talk about helping people and their passion, like that is a tangible emotional experience. And maybe, I don't know if this helps anyone in the audience, but from your perspective, Kylie, like, do you think that's maybe where some people are going wrong is that there's like, they're chasing things that there is just so little emotion in without connecting to like, because here's the thing, like you're saying, I just wanted to help one person like when you were starting out you could help one person and it was is very very possible for you but now you're helping thousands of people you know with your lives and with your with your products and stuff like that and I'm sure that it's just an expanded version of what you felt like from like maybe that very first sale or that very first pull it gives me a sense of purpose because even when I have really hard mental days which I still do every so often it's that purpose that keeps me going. It's like, I know that the people are waiting for like live sales or going live with me and it helps them having that are having a bad day. So it's like, even mm-hmm. helping them will bring me out of that funk. It's that sense of purpose. I think it's what helps businesses, especially to create like a long lasting business. Cause if you're hitting, if you're only going to hit like hundred K years, months, whatever you're searching for, whenever you hit that, the only thing your mind is going to think of is, okay, what's my next goal? Otherwise I feel like I'm quote unquote feeling, mm-hmm. even though they've reached such a big goal. Whereas, whereas passion or connection, which is like one of my biggest things I think is connection is it'll keep you going even when you think that you're not enough yeah. because you're out there, not just going out for yourself, but you know that there's a deeper purpose. There are other people out there that really just strive on that connection as well. And I think even noticing businesses, those that actually connect with their audiences, those are the ones that last longer. Oh my god. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. I could honestly sit here and talk to you for hours about this. I definitely think we need a part two because the one thing that I did want to jump into as well was the conversation on quantum shifting. But I feel like we're going to save that for another time. We're going to do a part two of this because you are my now resident spiritual expert on the Chillpreneur podcast, just to just to let you know. But I just think that was such a beautiful way to end this conversation because so much of you know manifestation and spirituality 
it's not that it's 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 self-serving by any means we need to put ourselves first in order to be able to help others but what you just said then just made me feel like it's all just for a bigger a bigger reason you know what I mean like I asked earlier on about the intention behind it and like if I could explain everything that you said in my most simplest kind of understanding of it all is like having hope and connecting to yourself to take action that is positively going to impact other people if everybody was doing that like we're all just playing our role or doing our part or as you said like fulfilling that soul contract um and I think yeah again it's it's such a corny line to finish on but like the world would be a better place if more people were just trying to make a positive impact on other people and following the intuition to get there yeah but it's also important it only takes that one person to help one person so if you have that pull to do something but you're scared you're not good enough do it anyway take that leap because you don't know who you can impact and how much of an impact that can be yeah pay it forward I love it oh my gosh I love you thank you so 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 much I'm so glad we finally got to have this conversation and sit down I'm literally going to post this today because I'm so excited about it Um, but definitely I'm going to leave Kylie's both her spiritual crystal page and her personal brand page in the links below, as well as a link to our live that we did, because that kind of like elaborates on some of these conversations as well. But it'd be really interesting to go listen to that conversation because we were both in a very different place. So it'd be interesting to hear how that differs from today's conversation. And if anything, is just an example of how conversations and people can evolve even in a very short period of time, because that was only a few months ago, right? Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. What is going on for you in your life, in your business? What's happening? Like what's going on with the spiritual page? Give us the rundown. What's up? Thank you so much. So I'm right now I'm focusing on my, I kind of want to combine them in some way because I was identifying as a spiritual coach for so long, but I realized that I kind of want to shift towards mentorship just because- I want to, again, help people that are either on the road to spirituality or confused with spirituality, want a practical side to spirituality because Mm -hmm. it has been so profound in my life Mm -hmm. that my overall goal is just to help someone. If you need help getting started, if you feel lost and you need someone that you can't talk to in your overall life, that's what I'm here for. I also have, I mean, crystals to help with the energetic aspects of it. I can explain those to people as well, but that's where I'm at. If you need help, I'm here. If you need guidance, I'm here. And I just everything is perfect here. I love it. I love you. Thank you so much, my love. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Oh my God. I, I just don't know what else to do other than make a bunch of nonsensical sounds because just re-listening to that podcast episode, as I always do, like I just have so many more insights. It's so different when you're in the conversation, but as you re-listen to it, you know going over it and editing it and putting it all together it's just it's just so profound I think this is definitely one that you may need to come back to a couple of times but like I said go check out the live that we did on Instagram as well like restructuring your perspective on what something needs to look like I think is so powerful it has been one of the biggest challenges and yet one of the most profound life-changing lessons that I have learned in spirituality through this conversation, but also in my business, in learning how to just be truly authentic to myself and define my own version of success. That I think is the ultimate thing. Like Kylie had mentioned that just having that connection to something else and that that faith and that hope, but also having a connection to yourself 
how do we honor that connection to ourselves when we're constantly just influenced by every single other person around us and so the first place that you can start and it may not seem traditionally spiritual but is that relationship inwards and oh i know i've still got so much more work to do but this definitely was such a good start i really hope you enjoyed the episode like i said just please do reach out to me and let me know your thoughts on this one and of course i do like always appreciate your time and i will see you in the next episode Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.